Hey, it's another Thursday here in the conversation world. Of course, you guys are aware today is going to be an amazing conversation. I have two people I respect, two people who are super amazing. This is a conversation I feel that a lot of us don't have. We talk about it. Um, if you have been in any um, religion, if you're a part of any fraternity, sorority, Whatever creed, wherever you're from, whatever culture, you're African, you're Indian, whatever it is, this is a form of communication that you do have with whomever your God is. And I feel that this conversation is extremely important because people need to understand the essence of prayer. It is as simple as just having a conversation with whomever your God is. And so today to join me, I have two amazing people. I have my, um, my youth pastor. Whoa, I'm like Julie, my youth pastor. Yes, I'm so youth. He used to be my youth pastor. Um, Reverend Zanga Peabody, he's here. I'm going to add him to the broadcast. Welcome, Pastor P, to the conversation. Thank you very much. Okay, this is going to be great. We also have Ram um, Ula. Whereas Ram Ula, welcome to the conversation. Hi. Hi, everyone. So this is where everybody's outspoken and opinionated, and I would really need for you guys to relax, you know, relax and let go. Relax. But um, I brought you guys here because I felt this is this is an important conversation. Um, funny thing is I have a conversation with Matthias, my son. Like I said, he's my, I bounce everything off him. And we're talking about prayer, like pray. And he said, Daddy, but why do I need to pray? And I was like, well, it's just a form of you come and talk to me when you want something. So you, and you talk to me on a regular when you don't even want something. I said, so you need to come in. You need to foster this relationship with God because overall, he is the supreme being. He is the, he's the father of our father. And I gave him that whole lecture about, you know, God and all that stuff. He said, he didn't understand how God is the father and the son. And I was like, okay, I think at eight years, I would just send you back to Sunday school because, ah, mm -hmm. I think I, I want to dive into that. You probably mess up that child. <laughs> That child entire religious I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling so you. So I left it alone and I said, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to bring Pastor Peabody around on the show and we're going to talk about the essence of prayer. And so, well, uh, Pastor, P, Pastor Peabody, I'm not going to say P, I'm going to be formal. You know, just tell the people who you are, what you do. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, EJ. I am um, Pastor Peabody, Zangai Peabody. I'm originally from Liberia, uh, a youth pastor from the beginning. I, these guys were high schoolers when I met them, uh, praise God. And then uh, presently, I work with Bishop Donaldson Johnson at Harvest Intercontinental in uh, Olney. And I serve as the pastor for men and discipleship. And uh, I'm married. I'm married with four kids. And... It, it, it took prayer to make us be what we are right now. <laughs> so, okay. thank you. That is amazing. Madam Ula. Yes, sir. Hi, everyone. Well, I am Ram Ula. I am a registered nurse. I also am someone who just loves the Lord. I believe in prayer. Um, my church is Harvest as well. And um, I'm just so glad to be here. Um, do have I am married? I have two girls, and I'm very glad to be here, especially with this topic. I do have I do believe in prayer, and I um, also have prayer with Ram that I do at least um, some Saturdays at seven. <laughs> um, also on Facebook. Life. Awesome. And so, guys, you know, we appreciate you guys coming here. Again, for those who are, you know, here, we're asking you to go to our YouTube page, The Conversation, Outspoken Opinionated. Like us there, subscribe, go to Facebook, The Conversation, Outspoken Opinionated, and Instagram, The Conversation, Outspoken Opinionated. This conversation is important to me because um, I have seen most often, so for us who grew up in a Christian home, I'm going to put quotes on it because I think there are different levels of Christian homes. I would refer that to the pastor just in case I'm wrong. But I think there's basic levels to a Christian home. But so I grew up in a Christian home. And so I think prayer was extremely important for us. And I think it wasn't in the fact that we were talking to God. It was more like a mandate. 
Okay. Was like, y'all need to pray. We have Bible mm-hmm. to pray. So, um, Pastor Peabody, I, I want we can have a conversation around prayer being uh, expression and prayer also being like a mandate. Because I feel a lot of us from developing countries, our parents make prayer to be like a mandate. So, can you just touch on that? Your essence. You you say you've been married for how many years, Pastor? Peabody? I'm telling you, it, it, it clicked to me just now. Better I mess up here. No. All right, but but prayer, prayer is um uh, yeah, conversation with mm. God. All right. Uh we call Christianity, someone calls it the great confession. And that's the mandate you're talking about. All right, that uh, it just begins. That's how you got saved. That's how you got accepted by God by just confessing or saying what God has said about you. Okay, and that's how a Christian life should go. You just say what God has said about you. You are in agreement with what God has said about you. That's why I say Christianity is called the great confession. What has God said about you? You say what God says about you. That's prayer for me, conversion with God. Madam Ula, you run a whole prayer forum, so I we expect great wisdom. Oh, thank you. I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, um, I thank you for that question. I think, um, yes, when were you, just like with my kids today, you know, before they go to bed, you know, there's a little bit of Bible study or whatever they call it, handling the princesses in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And we they have to pray, you know, and also um, things like before you eat, you pray. I think that's, yes, uh, I think what you were saying earlier, culture, yes. Yeah. But I think also there's a responsibility that we have as parents, which is what was, I think, Pastor P and them when we were younger, they're trying to install in us. You have Uncle Roger who made up, we had eight hours of prayer by somewhere like 14, 15, who could pray literally for eight hours. I mean, those are things that today, I thank God, it did look like a, something that was imposing us, but it was a great cause. So I think just like anything in life, if you do want um, a level of, of ownership to it, you got to be consistent and you have to be exposed to it. So I think we're exposed to prayer at a very young age, which I'm grateful for. And as you mature, now you get to know God for yourself, then prayer become more intimate and more, you know, at a different level based on, understand, on your relationship with Christ. And so I said, and before we go further, I want to give this time, this opportunity to the Bethel Ward Outreach Church, and I would say it's Harvest Now because that's where we, I would say that's how we're basically formed. That's why we learn to know who we are. That's where we learn to understand who God is, who God was, and who God will be. Mm-hmm. I think there are so many things that we were, everything that we do right now, I tell people that everything that I do started at Bethel. Yeah. Everything. So I think the opportunity that that ministry gave us to understand prayer has taken us a long way. And I say that because um, I remember a couple of years back, um, the first time I heard about the different, the yes, no, or maybe it was pastor. Uh, oh, you're kidding me. Oh, that is so wrong. But anyway, the third pastor. Oh my God. Pastor like God? No. Oh my God. I, I, I don't, I, I can't connect it, but anyway. I think I have, I have, I see the face. Yeah, yeah, but I got to be very careful because I can't connect it with something, but I can't say it. Yes, I'm going to leave it. Pastor Beckley. It was Pastor Beckley who preached. And Pastor oh, Beckley preached about the essence of prayer. And he explained okay. how when you pray, there is a yes, no, or maybe. Okay. And Pastor P, I really want us to touch on that because I think a lot of people pray and there's a, they want this exact response from God. And yeah. having ex- experienced that, yes, no, or maybe. So how do people even know when it is a no or when it's a maybe? Well, it's written, uh, it's scriptures. All right. So this is the, the effectual or the effective prayer 
of the righteous man avails, accomplishes much. All right. So first of all, a righteous person, we need to talk about that. What can someone be righteous? Yes. All right. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have accepted what Christ has done for us. That makes you a righteous person. That makes you stand right before God to pray. You can pray boldly. You can pray effectively for God's word. What has God's word said about the situation that you are praying for? And you know this is God's, you know. You know, there are times that as a young person, you needed to go to your mom and ask her for certain things. There were some things she said no. There were some things she said yes, all right? And you already know that this particular thing, she can say yes about it. So you go boldly and request for it. So those prayers that you know that, you know, God has put in his word, his promises are yes and amen. You can go directly and ask for it. You know you can get it. All right. But now there are other prayers that you do not know. All right. His will on this one. Yeah. That's why people pray that will be done. Okay. Because you do not know his will on this particular thing. So you, the way you approach that prayer will not be as bold as the one you already know his will. Ram, can I hear your will on that? Maramula? Yes. Uh, thank you, Pastor P, for saying that. I definitely agree. And it, I think, why do we have a lower number when it comes to prayer meetings and prayer mm -hmm. in general? Why is prayer not mm -hmm. uh, even attractive? And I think it's because of this. It's because of the yes, no, and maybes. And the truth is you do not know tomorrow. And human being, I think... We struggle with that. We know if you work in two weeks, you're going to get this amount of paycheck. You're okay with going, mm -hmm. going to work. But you know, if you pray, you just, you're using your faith now, and that could be a little funny. So I think, yes, the yes, no, and maybes, but I think the bigger issue is that, that we really don't know, right? We, we use our, I mean, when I say don't know, I'm saying outside of the faith. We, we, do, mm -hmm. we do have faith to pray, to believe certain things, and we know that God. So it's easy to pray the yes prayers that you know, right? But it's very challenging to pray the prayer that you, you know, you know that it's true because the Bible says, but someone you're like, how, man, God, how are you going to do this? It takes a little bit more faith. So I think it's a human, it's a human nature. We just prefer things that make sense, complete sense. I'm sorry to say, but maybe I'm wrong. Prayer doesn't always make sense. No, no, no. And you say that part, and it takes me to an experience that I had. I was saying this um, years ago. I remember driving to Bethesda, and I passed by the NIH. And I was like, God, I really want to work here. Years later, when I say years later, I'm talking about over 10 years later, somebody hit me up on LinkedIn, and now I do work at the NIH. I didn't apply for the job. It just hit me up. And those are the prayers that I want to talk about now because I think we put things in the atmosphere for future when we pray certain kinds of prayer. And can we just have a conversation on the kinds of prayer? Because I feel it's like people, it's like, you know, when I pray for somebody to sick, I need to pray a certain kind of way. When I am, when I want to get married, I need to pray a certain kind of way. And so all that kind of stuff, I think people mix and match it and they create this whole structure of how they're supposed to pray when they want certain things. So I will start with Ram since she runs this prayer thing every Saturday morning. And so in impact, I think I need to just chime in. Yeah. So let's say what I do on Saturdays is really just reverencing God, right? And entering worship through prayer. Like it's, it's, it's where you come. I'm not going to go out there and tell you you know, and say I'm a sinner and I did this and I slept with this person yesterday and I'm not going to do that faithful. <laughs> but it is a kind of prayer, right? So that could be those kind of prayer where we are together and you have those kind of prayer where you're worshiping God, you're telling him that he's the king of kings, he's, uh, he's everything to you on a more personal level because you know God took you somewhere. So those kind of prayer, when I'm saying that God is my refuge, I'm not just saying it for the heck of it. I mean, there's the story behind it that I believe the anointing of God flows and people can react like that. So there's this kind of atmosphere. And then we also know the atmosphere. I think some people know me for that also. When it comes to dealing with the enemy, I, I, I enjoy it with every little bit of <laughs> what I got inside, right? So there's that too. If you see me praying, cussing out demons, it's not going to be like, I'm not cute with it. And it's not that there's a, any way to do it. It's because of how I was raised. 
right? It's because of, again, I dealt with the Pastor P, I dealt with the Uncle Roger. So some of that anointing flow through me today, right? So I think it's all about that relationship with God and don't ignore the fact that where where you learn, where you took your your um, your um, teachings from does impact your life. Today, I, I think a lot of things that I do, the way I pray, you will see a little bit of Uncle Roger in it. The way I do things, you see a little bit of Pastor P because I think I, I was un, under them for some time in the anointing flow. So I believe that prayer is so personal. It, prayer is personal. You got to have, you cannot pray if you don't have that relationship with Christ. And mm-hmm. just to add real quick before you move on to Pastor P, everybody kind of prays. If, we, if, if, if most, all the religions, think about it, they, they, they pray. Because we all try to tap in into some the supernatural that again, we don't have no scientific proof of it. So it makes it harder, but all of us, we desire that. We desire that 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 supernatural experience, um, right? So I think, and there's no way, there's no one way, there's no evidence-based practice with that. So you have to create what work with you, and I think that's why the prayer prayer is so powerful. And and I encourage everybody to really tap into that part of their lives. Well, right, Reverend. Yeah, um, I do not know how you can uh, compartmentalize prayer. I know we have it in church where you say I'm praying a warfare prayer or I'm praying a prayer of agreement. I know we have that. But if you are conversing with your child, um, uh, any one of you, you don't have warfare conversation. You don't have a, a conversation of agreement. You just converse, you know. If you have to raise your voice as a parent, to get whatever you got to get, the effect that you have to have from your child. You do so. You do compartmentalize and have different tags on your conversation that you have with your child. The scripture tells us that before we pray, God has already heard. Mm. All right. He already knows. Whilst we are still praying, he has already answered our prayer. So all the things that we try to do and mimic, okay, it's just for our own understanding and for us to be able to teach prayer. But prayer, like you said, is a conversation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a raised or whether it's a, a, a warfare-like or it's an agreement, whatever it is, is conversing with God and allowing God to use you to do what he wants to do here on planet Earth. And I think, Pastor Peabody, that takes us into a great experience because I feel that while he gave us the Lord's Prayer. And I think the Lord's Prayer for me is like a guide because like when it says our Father who art in heaven, it basically tells us like, I'm going to speak to this person, but this person is somewhere. So I need to acknowledge that my Father is in heaven. Um, Of course, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. My favorite part, of course, always is lead us not into temptation. <laughs> yeah. And deliver us from evil. <laughs> because I feel for me that so work hand in hand. Because we are in the, this world, there are a lot of temptations, a lot of things are in front of our face. But you already give us a guide to say, hey, huh, it's gonna come, but I'm still gonna be here to protect you from it. So I say that in reference to what I think that when people are, I think um, there are people who do have these, I think that you touched a little bit about compartmentalizing prayer, where it's like, when you come in, you need to do this, you need to ask God for forgiveness, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do the other thing, you got to go into the three course, and you have to go, it's like this whole structure that people have that makes it hard for people who just don't understand, it's just a communication, I can be in my car and pray. So how can we get this message out to people who don't really un- can't really connect with that part of you need to ask for forgiveness, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do the other. Ron. Okay, hey, yeah, thank you for that. Um, I go back to what I said earlier. I believe that the focus is mainly to have a relationship with Christ uh-huh. first, uh-huh. right? And know that know who he is i think that helps a person to be 100 with god i think yeah. the moment and i i, I always said this: sometimes as human being we do we tend to think that god is not here all the time so 
the time you set to start saying, oh, you know, hallow be that name, you think that's when God start appearing. Mm -hmm. So I think once you build a relationship with Christ, your experience that you say it makes sense. Sometimes I'm just here, I'm doing the dishes and something come out of my mouth. So I believe prayer is a way of life, period. Um, it's not a, 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 a special thing that you do because of this. There's there's specific situation that might happen in your life. As if you get up sick with a certain, you know, condition, then you focus strictly on that. And you realize a lot of your, your prayers towards that. But that's, again, you and God. Um, there's no way that maybe I'm, I'm dealing with something different and I'm a pretty different. And, it's, and I think that's the beauty of the kind of God we serve. And we're talking about Jesus Christ here. That's the beauty of who God is. He wants you, your good, your bad, and your ugly. It does not matter. Just come to him just the way you are and see God touch you. You mentioned earlier that from Christian background, I did not come up with my Christian home. I, I really didn't. Right, but there's God captured me at a young age, and I, and and to this day I, I am grateful for that. But because of my relationship with Him, I develop prayer. I deliver a sin. There's there's certain prayer that when I pray with God, I can't pray publicly because it's silly. But that's me and God, and those prayers mean more to me than in the other prayers. So I think you have to encourage people. That's the thing. Has something to say? <laughs> no, no, Ram, well, her silly prayers is is the is 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 it shala bala 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 she kala bala kala bala. No, no, it's not. It's a prayer that I would not share. <laughs> now, I, and I understand what you're talking, Ram. I see. You. I know some prayer I cannot share here right now. Yeah, it's a prayer where literally I am four or five years old and I don't care. It's mm -hmm. a prayer where I'm on the front, I'm crying like, and nobody will see me cry that way. It's a prayer yeah. where I tell God my true hurts. It's a prayer where I tell God my trauma. We're not gonna talk about all of this thing, but that's so it's it's it let's make it beautiful. Yes, there's church prayer, yes, there's mm -hmm. prayers, prayers when you go into warfare. But really, I think the the, the prayer really that matters the most is when you're your true self with God. Again, you're good, you're bad and godly when you're able to bring it to God and, and see God work miraculously in your life. Mm -hmm. So you refer to the, the Lord's prayer, we're yeah. the prayer. That when uh, Jesus' disciples came to him and asked, "Teach us how, Teach to, us pray. how to pray," exactly, and he went ahead and gave. I believe that's a prayer model. Okay. I don't think Jesus wanted the disciples to pray that exact prayer that we all learned from the time we were <laughs> little. Our Father who art in heaven, I believe that was a model of prayer that he asked his disciples to pray. Where in the beginning you acknowledge who God is, mm. like you said, you are my Father, you are home. I know you are home. You are in heaven, all right. And your name is holy, all right. You start to praise God and worship Him, and then so that is the model of prayer. If you can go through it, it, it takes almost an hour for you to be able to complete the entire thing, all right. Whereby you say uh, there are people who almost like you prime the pump. Uh, asking God to forgive you of all your sins, mm -hmm. trying to, it's almost like you're trying to buy a way into God's presence, uh, trying, to, trying to remove all of your guilt and everything to make sure that I've covered everything before I can go into his presence. I don't think you do that as a child, except you're a bad, bad boy, <laughs> you know, but a child just goes into his, sometimes just go bosh into your parents' room, you know, and your parents say, go out and knock yes, on the house. That's how a child is, you know. And uh, so he comes and he tells us, come boldly into my presence. All right. Do come intimidated. God has not given us a spirit of fear. He wants us to have that kind of relationship. He came into our world. He did. We did not choose him. He chose us. He came. Mm. So why should we be like, Okay, I must ask for, for his forgiveness. I should plead the blood. I should do all this. No, if he came and he has made the way, I can go to him freely and just talk to my God. That's how he has done it. The veil has been torn. I can now go straight into his presence and say, God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. That's David. Amen. And you say that because I know it's like, you, so let's say you are in, I know for me, it's like my 
everybody know that those who know me my car is my sanctuary that's why i don't eat in my car my car is never dirty my car is always clean because for me that is that space that i have with god nobody can infiltrate that space and so when i in my car it's like there are sometimes when it's like I have an outer body experience. And I say this and I know it's very weird. Some people won't understand it. But I have dripped, I have been worshiping, you know, listening to great music and just worshiping. And I drive to work. And I cannot tell you if I remember getting off 95 or nothing like that. It's because I'm in like a whole different zone. It's like I prepare this atmosphere for myself. And I like what Ron, Ron said. It's like, I already know God. It's like when I get into my, I don't know. It's just, I think it's because I created that in my mind. Oh, I know my God is real. When I get into my car, I know it's like, okay, he's here. It's like, God is here and we're about to get on this thing. And that's when I have those conversations that re-appraise that Ron was talking about. That nobody can see because I tell you, you know, I can so mad. I can say some things I would never say to an adult, but I say it to him because at that moment, I'm like, you know what? Like Ram said, you are my provider. I should not lack anything. Like, you are God. Are you kidding me? That's how I am. I'm like, you are God. Are you kidding me? And I'm lacking certain things. So why am I a child? Aren't you my, if you're my guardian, you're my parent, you're supposed to provide for me. So I think, and that stands back because like Ram said earlier, Pastor P, I did, we were, we were given the opportunity to experience that as little kids. I would say this to you, Pastor P, there was something that you said one day I would never forget. I don't know if you pray about it, but you just said it. You said you told God that you would never buy a car and you have never bought a car. Every car that you have, been handed over to you. Yeah, I'm I'm praying that God does that for my house. You see that? That was very like that has been I mean, like wow. Like okay, he just told God and God just do it. Like is it so that's why I want to go into the ne- ne- another segment. Is it like a level of faith that you have that somebody else might not have that you can just ask God and you just move on and it just happened. And like, how does this happen, Pastor Pippa? I Actually, I do not. Bishop recently explained something like that happened to him. Like how he was a little boy. And one day, uh, I think it was Oral Roberts University. They had the university online just before Oral Roberts could come on. And he saw the university. He said, as a little boy, they were watching it. And he said, out of his mouth just came, I will go to that school. His mouth didn't have to tuition they could not but he ended up going to that school for 10 years yeah. all right so sometimes things just come out of you and just like you say just come out of you and then jesus said to peter flesh and blood did not reveal that to you all right but my father from heaven so that's why i was saying the spirit of god is with inside of us and he breathes he speaks and that's how the scripture talks about scripture was written by men of God who were moved by the Spirit of God and they wrote these things. All right. So there are times that even you are a pastor, you are preaching, there are things that come out of you. You did not, it did not originate from you. All right. It's God speaks some things through you. So it's good as a pastor to record yourself because there are things that you're going to say that it's not you who's speaking it. And that's what I have to say. Manamula, because yeah. I know you be praying for very powerful prayers. <laughs> like you were saying, um, yeah, some prayers is like, you know, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. And then there's some prayers like Jacob prayed, I will not leave you unless you bless me. It's you and not, I will, you know, I, 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 there's this kind of, some kind of prayers too. I, 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 there's a new grace. I know that when my child, when the Nunu was sick, man, I enter a whole nother level of, 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 I don't know if it's spiritual realms or whatever. I'm not now. You can mess with me, but you cannot mess with my time. I'm not leaving today. I'm not even going to work the next day until you do something. So I think there's there's all of that. It goes back. And I'm sorry, maybe I'm repetitive, but your relationship with God. You know, the spirit of God inside of you speaks. It speaks like that when you're in a car and then these things happen. Or when you are, you know, you're in prayer and then you hear something. You know it's from God because you build that relationship with God. And another thing I can add, the Bible also says that, you know, my people... If you humble yourself, you know, and, and, and I think I've been talking about this lately a little bit about the um, boundaries with Christ. There's a certain prayer also, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you're not going to get it. 
yeah. just like a Bible way say, you know, this one, I get it that you pray, but you're going to take prayer and fasting. Prayer right? and fasting. Right? Yes. Because, yeah, because fasting, I bring power into prayer. I don't remember the last time I prayed. Let me go. I fast, but let me go. I will get back to that. The last time I fast, while we're here. Well, how about we fast? It's quarantine. Let's get our lives together. We'll fast. We'll fast. We'll fast. I got you, sis. We're going to do this. One day, we did three-day dry fast. Hey, Jesus. Hi. I'm like, I tried half a day. That right there is difficult. But I mean, you remember what I mean? And I believe whatever happened those three days, man, I believe a lot of a lot of it is God, God, whatever God spoke through those three, even though I was young, I remember it's happening now. So God does speak. So let's let's even ponder that a lot. Prayer is not just you talking, but God speaks. He speaks in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He speaks and you know it can. People always ask you, uh, how do you know that it's from God? I'm, t- I'm telling you, if you have a relationship with God, you know it's you know will know. not from God, yeah. God. You will know. It's like when people some ask you, well, how do you know how to marry this man? I don't know. They got to take God. I, I, don't, I, can't, I, I can't. There's no formula for it. Don't try what I did. But you, yeah, know, exactly. you got your own relationship with God so that you can have your own story with God. So you talked about fasting. Uh-huh. You know, some people have this in mind that, you know, fasting will move God. No. Fasting is for you to be more discerning uh, about who, what God is saying. All right, your flesh is quieted, so you can be more in tune with your inner inner man, your spirit man, and you can hear God. All right, you are more sensitive towards God. That's what fasting does. Fasting is no way you are twisting God's hand for God to say something. No. We take away, we stop. It's just like, okay, I need to focus. I need to hear from God. I need to put myself in a place where I can, you know, be in tune mm-hmm. with what God is saying to me and saying for for the church. All right. And that allows us. I, I tell people that when I'm, with, even before I have a, my lunch, at that particular time, I start praying my heart, when, especially when I'm hungry, I start praying right away. All right, and that for me is sometimes like a signal you need to go and eat. But I don't need to go and eat. What I need to do is to pray because pray. The God wants to pray at the particular time. He knows that hey, this guy is ready. He's primed. He's ready to focus. So if I take that time and just just go and set aside time to pray, powerful prayers are prayed at that particular time because you are sensitive to what he is saying. And I like that you said that because I have so. Over the years, I've been able to get myself in tune with certain things that go around me. And, you know, we say this thing, you know, it's supposed to, oh, I have an intuition. Oh, you know, I'm the kind of person, like, I can sense things or something that happen. And I'm the kind of person who used to say that. And so I had to learn how to work that out for my good. I'm the kind of person where I don't dream. I don't dream. I go to sleep. I don't know what happened. I got it the next day. I remember when I was a kid, they used to say, it's like you're a mini coma. But when I dream, I can remember my dream from beginning to end, and it's very specific. There is no uh, yaman yaman thing inside. For those who are like, <laughs> you understand what I say? What I mean when I say yaman yaman? And I said, because when something is about, was something, I won't say tragic or big is about to happen to my life, there's a particular dream that I have, and I know that dream. And it's the same exact dream, the same exact people, everything stays the same. When somebody is about to die, I never seen my grandfather in my entire life. I don't know him. I've never met him. My mom was four years old when he died. When somebody is about to die close to me, I can dream about him. So it's like, but as a younger person, I didn't even say, why am I having this dream? Until I started when I, with the experience in Bethel, having to understand who you are, knowing who you are, understanding your gifts and your purpose, I was able to realize that, oh, this is very weird. This always happens to me. I'm the kind of person, if I get up in the middle of the night, I say, okay, guy, you want for us to talk. I start praying. It's like, and I've gotten used to those things, so I just do that on a regular basis, and I say that because I remember when my mom got really, really sick. I didn't know. But the night before, the call me to tell me, I just woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was just telling me to pray for my mom. So I just prayed for my mom, and I went back to sleep. Just for my cousin to call me the next day to say my mom really, really sick, and I need to get her out of Liberia. 
So I think people out there in the world and all of us out there who do have experienced these things, we really need to become more attentive because like you, Pastor P, you and Ram said, listening to God. And I think I really want us to touch on that topic because Ram was talking about listening to God and how do you know God is talking to you? So Pastor P, you as a pastor, I know you have had this experience probably your whole life. How do you differentiate between when it's God talking and then when it's you talking because you want this particular thing and you're telling yourself, say, that God telling me, let me go and get that thing. <laughs> it, must, it, it must just, it must be in agreement with the word of God. Mm-hmm. All right. It must coincide with the word of God. It cannot be outside of the word of God. All right. Uh, I think it's in uh, Corinthians that tells us eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of the natural man, the things that God has in store for him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. And the spirit of God and the word of God, they agree. Okay, so whatever I'm doing, even if you hear a word of prophecy, you went somewhere and somebody says something, go and go and see whether it's in line with the word of God. You can't say the man came prophesied to me that I will marry that woman's, that, that woman's wife. You know, that woman's husband. I, it, it, it can't just, you cannot have such a prophecy. And it comes, it goes. Look at prayer that used to scare me. I'm telling you. So somebody else came one time and told me and said, I will marry that man. How God's going to do it? God's going to kill the wife. And then I will. Yes. This, 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 this. Don't go and kill somebody just for Jesus, you to be Jesus. Right now, the marriage is not the perfect will of God. It, 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 it is it, it is the you know uh, um, God allowed it just but the perfect will of God is for me to be married to oh, and, and that is that is I would say that is demonic. Oh yeah, that's witchcraft. It has to line up with God's word, so that's how I know that it is God speaking. Madam Ula, uh, thank you for that question. I I mean I have experienced the prophet the, what they call the prophetic right. A lot of times when I'm either ministering, I'm praying, God give me a word for somebody. I have no idea. It's not a voice. It's not, I don't hear a lot voice. It's like, you know that you know that you know that's what's happening. Um, I, again, what Pastor P said, if it's not God talking to you, just gotta shut up. <laughs> um, but um, over my, the small, my small experience with God again, because it's me and God, he has a way of talking to me that when he does, I know it's him. And it's very hard to explain it to somebody because I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how it happened. Uh, multiple times, I sometimes God revealing things that are currently happening to somebody's life. I mean, those things, you can't make it up. The other stuff that in the future is easy to, to prophesy to prophecy. But when God gives you specific about, hey, I see you this morning doing that and that, and I know that you've been going to this and this, it, it, it's challenging. And and to tell the truth, that's something I'm very uncomfortable talking about because I really don't know. Uh, I don't think that I spend a lot of time studying over it or doing anything. It's just part of prayer. Whenever I get into God's presence, into a certain, you know, and now it's even funny because even sometimes I'm not in prayer, I see things. And I, and I like what, and those things sometimes get me in trouble, really, because when you have those gifts, you tend to kind of, know things a little bit and then you get yourself in trouble by saying it so yeah you need a lot of wisdom to have to have yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, agree. I love what you said because it's important Very. and recently i thought i found out that when i am joking most times we all knew that about you by the way that well we knew that a lot we all knew that i am prophesying yes. i do not I do not know. You know, the other day something happened again. Oh, we are. We knew that. One of our brothers, his wife was expecting. I did not know, but his his other daughter was uh, celebrating her sixth birthday, and I said to her, "Oh, at six, you have become a big sis." And I sent pictures to his to her dad, saying that. So the other day he saw me. He said, "Did you know?" That my we were expecting. I said no. I was just joking, you know. When I said that, right in my face, said, whenever you are joking like this, expect that I'm speaking through you. So I have to be very careful concerning how I say things, you know, with my big mouth. 
And you said that, Pastor Pia. I think for us, we were around you so much, we knew that. We knew our your best one, our my personal best moments with you were in those moments where you are vulnerable, we're just having a great laugh, we're joking. It's when you say things that we'd be like, like I tell you, the, the conversation we had about the car business, where well, it was like a joking thing. It was a, I think somebody was looking for a car and you just like, I already told God I would never buy a car. So I ain't buying a car. I always, people just going to give me cars. And I was like, why would he just say that? But when you say it for some of us who are very calculated, we start to calculate, like, okay, let me go back. He bought a car. He bought a car. Like, literally, that's how I'm like, there's something wrong with me. What's wrong with this man? But I, and like, it's true. And what Ram is saying is like, that. Some people name a face and let's come to your head. Yeah. It will come to my head. I'll be like, ah. I mean, I've talked to this friends for a long time. And before I would just like get up, welcome. Now I realize that, okay, God is telling you, maybe you need to reach. So now this is what I do. Anytime I see some, uh, you know, this person name flashing my head or the face flashing my head, I see them for a long time. I call them or I send them a text and say, hey, how are you doing? How are you? Hope all Like I do that. And what I've noticed, Pastor Pete, every time I do that, the person will open up. They will just start telling me what's going on with them. I mean, we'll just start going back and forth. I'm just like, okay, God, this is too much for me right now. I need you to just handle this because I can do this. But it's like, we, it's, I can't explain it, but it just happens. And for now, can we move into this area where I think a lot of people and a lot of people don't like to talk about Speaking in tongues. <laughs> I think a lot of us who I was raised in the Episcopal Church, but I spent most of my young and youth adult in the Episcopal Church. And I appreciate speaking in tongues because I understood the dynamics of speaking in tongues. And so, but a lot of people, they don't get it. It's like I can be sitting there and a song come on and it just ministers to my spirit. I'm just like, and I just move on. I just move on because I'm just like, that just like spoke to my spirit. Like it says something deep down to me. But Pastor P, I really want for, I don't know, I want you want to really touch it because a lot of us, we don't understand that. A lot of people don't understand that level of prayer because I think that's just different. Yes, and scripture that tells us that tongues uh, is is a gift. All right, it's a spiritual language that God gives to the believer. Some people get confused. First of all, for those who uh, uh, say if you are if you are not going to be interpreted, or if you are not going to bring an interpretation, you should not speak in tongues at all. But there are two, the, 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 the personal gift for you to be able to build up yourself, okay? Um, there are things that God has placed inside of your spirit. And one of the ways or means by which those things come out is by praying in the spirit, all right? Praying in tongues. And as you pray, then God reveals, and then he says, he that prays in tongues must pray in his understanding. Why? Because when you pray your understanding, you could just be uh, uh, interpreting or trans- that which God has already given to you in your spirit. So it's just not rah, 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 people's praying in the air. No, there's a purpose for which God gives tongues. And our tongues is said to edify or uh, to, to, to build up and uh, to, for you to uh, be able to minister to people. All right, and you charge yourself just like a car battery is charged when the car is revved up. All right, and that's what God gives tongues for. It's just not for people to, or I can speak in tongues, and this is how I do it. And people just bluffing out there. No, there's a purpose for it. Ron? Yeah, I think, but yeah, Pastor P said it all. Uh, for me, praying in tongues is definitely that building up aspects. It is. You, you Sometimes you feel empty, you need a fuel. You need to, I, I don't know how to pray without praying in tongues. Mm. I just don't know how to do that. Um, a lot of my prayer, my life, my prayer life is speaking tongues. I'm not ashamed of it. A lot of Christians are embarrassed of doing that. No, it, it, it builds me up. It, it brings me to a level of awareness where, where, you know, 
when it comes to hearing from God, it does that for me. Um, just like Pastor P said, that fasting for some, you know, for me, sometimes when I try, especially when you're going to battlefield, again, it's just for me. Some people, they're cute with it. They can have, they can be in a battlefield with a glass of coffee. I can't. Um, I think also that culture, maybe from my African background, but sometimes when I'm dealing with those generational curses, those spirit, I, I need to get up, I need to pray loud, I need to make hand gestures. And there's sometimes when I'm in my quiet zone and I, I can have prayer with a cup of tea. Again, there's no there's no one way or two ways of praying. Get to know God and do what works for you and God. You know what when 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 I'm preaching and there are some words that uh, a better, I don't know French much, but with my little bit of French that I know, when I'm preaching and there's some, I would call spiritual juice that just flows on me, I'm feeling good. All of a sudden my tongue switches to that small French that I know. And once I hit it out in French, I just feel like something has just come out of me. All right. So I believe that's what happens when 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 I even say pray in tongues, there's something that's new, that's fresh, all right? And, and God just is able to renew you. He's able to charge you up. He's able to build you up just by releasing yourself to him, okay? I'm trusting him with my tongue, all right? And that he is going to reveal things that I normally should not know. And you say that it's funny because I... It seems like I always have a story, but it was true. So I have this thing, Pastor P. Um, I wish I could just block your ears right now for you to not hear this. But on Easter, if you haven't noticed, before COVID, every Easter, I will always go to a different church. So for Easter, I like to experience Easter in like a Catholic or Episcopal church because I feel the experience is really different. And so every Easter, since I've been knowing myself, I always go to, since I've been knowing, take myself to church, I would do that. And then... This Easter before COVID happened, we had to shut down. I went to this Episcopal church, and I remember the past. The priest he preached like it was like a Pentecostal service, and I tell you, he said something, and I didn't know. I forgot where I was, and I stood up and I was saying, "Yes, did the Amadis. And if I tell you the way, everybody started looking at me, and of course, I got embarrassed, and I brought myself. I said, "Oh my God, I'm not embarrassed." <laughs> But I think, like Ron, you said, it's, I think for me, it's, it's kind of like a lifestyle as well. It's like you've gotten so used to it. This is what you do. It's part of your prayer life that God will be like, it's, time, it's the time. We got to do this. And so I just feel it's just like, how can we educate the next generation to really understand the importance of prayer? Because I think it is lacking for us who did grow up in church all the time. We see that that's one area that people don't run to. Like, a lot of people don't go to prayer meetings. A lot of people don't go to these things. So what is it? How can we, Ram, I will start with you because you got the whole prayer forum. How can we make this, I don't know how to say it, for for us to really attract people. Yeah, for to attract people to come to prayer meetings. It seems like I'm repeating the same thing over and over again. But first of all, I think we need to understand that prayer is the most important key in the kingdom. Um, I don't know, maybe because I'm the living prayer, I'm saying that, but I do believe that it is the most important key in the kingdom. So I think we have to start teaching it. And some of us that the young people maybe are looking at, we need to stop being embarrassed about talking about it. Um, and because again, I, I do think prayer is not the most attractive things that people do. So a lot of us maybe hide from that. We rather have conversations that are intellectual and that makes quote unquote make sense. But it's time for us to also start having those conversations. And I salute you for doing this in this platform. Um, I, I, I really give you kudos for that. And I thank God for your life for doing this. It will bless a lot of people. But we need to to start preaching and making prayer way of life. It's, it's not, it's not, it's nothing uh, out of the extraordinary. It's really just a conversation with you and God. God let's start there first and let's teach people that because that is the foundation of you. If you cannot talk to God, uh, you just confessing 
something in your mouth, you're missing out on everything that God is and can do and can show to you because it's all about that personal relationship with him. And to build that, you need prayer. There's no, I don't know of any relationship where you don't talk to the person. It's not prayer. So I think we need to all start from that. We need to start preaching prayer. And also the power of God is experience during the time of prayer. All right. So at, at the time I was looking for a church, and I remember going to uh, one of the Pentecostal churches in uh, Liberia. That was the first time I saw uh, someone who was um, ministered to and a demon was cast out of this young girl. Wow. That was like, <gasps> this is real. You know, and then when we started to do youth ministry, you guys know at our various camps, even our services, we have people and young people themselves will see their friends waddling on the floor doing stuff that, you know, and I, I just love it when the power of God is exhibited in a service. All right. And people can see people baptized in the Holy Ghost. People fall in the, under the power of God. And that happens in the place of prayer, in the demonstration of the power of God, all right? And for those who normally will say that this thing is not true, what I've noticed when doing youth ministry, a lot of the young people who might ever question God when they came into our services and saw that, at least it perked them up to say, this thing here is true. It's not just people just saying words. Mm-hmm. All right. So the demonstration of the power of God in prayer is powerful. Yeah, and I it's I it, I can't put words to it, but I think experiencing the power of prayer and seeing what the power of prayer can do speaks for itself. Yeah. I think us growing up, and I always say us because that's what we knew. I think for us having the opportunity to see and witness what prayer can do, Brother Ronnie can tell us that, look, nobody can come to me and tell me, say, God is not real. Nobody. It's because I have witnessed it. I have experienced it. I have seen what the power of prayer can do corporately, and I can see what the power of prayer can do individually. So I think for for a lot of people, someone said um, also for the prayer format, formatting a prayer also matters. Um, I you can just elaborate a little bit because I didn't I don't understand you just say prayer format matters. You know people can text in, but yeah, I think just saying it vis a vis, like when you see those things happen, it's like whoa. Like I tell you, my first encounter was a rehab bunky crusade. In Liberia on that football field opposite fish market. Yeah. And the man hand grew. <laughs> I thought he had these like short arms and his hand grew to a regular size arm. I freaked out. I'm like, what? And I remember the person with me who was like my age group, he invited my friend invited me. He said, That is what God can do. And for me, it was like uh it was like a foundation of God. He can make, because for me, that was impossible. So he can make the impossible possible. So all those, it was those little, little seeds that happened. And then we have youth camps and man, Jesus Christ, my uncle, Pastor Billy Bimba, Lord Jesus, take all the wheels. Now we have seen as kids, Pastor B, you guys don't understand. This is why I always tell people, I said, what Bethel did for me and a lot of young people, a lot of people our age has never experienced that. You have adults who have never encountered the presence of God like the way we have encountered it. And so, you know, before we leave, Pastor P, I want to ask you this question because this got to happen put to you. Why in church, why in church, people believe that they have to say this in order for them to get people going? The Lord told me so. <laughs> Why? I don't want to hear from a pastor perspective. How do you guys handle it, even as pastors? When somebody comes As I said, if if someone someone wants to quiet you, someone wants to uh, most of the time quiet you, nobody should ask me questions. 
the Lord told me. All right. But you got the right also to go and find out in the word of God what they were. Because some people have come to say, the Lord told me you are my wife. I heard a young lady say, if God, God and myself were not keeping speech. Yeah. If, God, if God told you, then God can also tell me. All right. So look in the word of God. If it does not uh, agree with the word of God, then, hey, I can question it. Okay. So when somebody comes and starts saying that God told him uh, whatever, you have the right as, whether you are, as a congregation member or whatever to go and find out is this in alignment with the word of God. That's that's what you got to do. Well, have you, what's your, we can't hear you. you are, we can't hear you. You're He's talking now. It's okay. So I think I did hear you about, um, ask the question about people saying God told me so. I think that's yeah. why it's important to be under the right leadership. Um, you, we, we don't have perfect leaders, but I think it's good for you to do your due diligence and be under the right leadership because for me, what I see is manipulation, it's the spirit, and it's witchcraft. Um, but if you are under the wrong uh, leadership, um, you know, you're just going to be a hot mess because then it's you fighting spirit that you have no business fighting. So I think, yes, I go back, knowing God for yourself, so you know how to discern spirit, and I think the local church you're in, you got to make sure before you you know you make a church your church if you don't have a church uh make sure you really really um um uh study the leadership of that of that environment because if you enter a toxic environment it will be very challenging for you to come out of it because a lot of those manipulative spirits you don't you don't see manipulative until later on <laughs> when you're already setting so i think it's important to really make sure that you're under the right Leadership, knowing that there's no perfect leadership, but you can have a good leader. And also, I think uh, you brought up uh, one thing earlier about youth ministry. I also believe that every church, every church should invest in youth ministry and young adult ministry, period. Uh, we're both a living testimony of that. We, it can uh, work. It works. <laughs> it's it powerful. So I, I really, you know, other, I don't know where this is going to go, but if I have any advice to give, that would be that. Make sure that you invest in young adult and youth ministry. Powerful. Um, so I want to read out one of the comments came from Eberi Okoye. He said, prayers, prayer of affirmation, overnight prayers, worship prayers, personal prayer, prayer with two or three people in a group. She said different prayers formats work for her. Uh, work for, for various people. My, her most powerful prayer experience is when she's on a personal retreat. And so I think this is what we talk about. We're talking about you having that personal time with God. Like I talk about being in my car. Some people have a prayer closet. You know, all these little, little places is where, um, you know, um, it's all it is. Somebody's, Lorna said, yes, Rama, always say the youths are the future of the church. And so we are products of this great man, Reverend Zanga Peabody, that you know, he's your real chill, so you, you know, ah, whatever, you know, and so <laughs> that's how he is. He's always, he's always chill, people. But his ministry started, of course, we can never forget Pastor Wesley, uh, uh, uh Pastor Maymom, Pastor Peabody, um, of course, all these people that work with us. Um, every youth leader who really made us to understand what prayer was, I for you guys. As to be around, this was a great conversation. We had a really outspoken opinionated. We had a great conversation. But as to be before we leave, I want you to do something for us. I want you to just pray for us. The people who are watching, just pray for us so that God's grace can be manifested in our lives. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, for those who are watching right now, those who are on the different medias that are watching this program. Those who have not gotten to know you, we pray that they get to know you. We pray for those who already know you that their prayer, their prayer lives will become deeper, that they will get to know you more intimately, that you can speak through them and you can speak to them. We pray that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they will know the hope to which you have called them, to know, O oh God, the riches of the glorious inheritance that they have in church amongst the saints, 
that will know the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe. We thank you, Lord, for doing this. And it's in your mighty name that we pray. It's in the name of Jesus I pray. Lord, I pray for EJ. I pray for this man of God. I pray for Ram, that you bless them both. You bless the work of their hands, bless their families, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And people, like I told you guys, at the conversation, this is what we do. We bring you conversations in every aspect of life. So this was the conversation. Let's have this conversation about prayer. We'll see you guys next week, Thursday. Tune in because we're going to be talking about music. And the essence of music when it comes to our personal life, when it comes to prayer, is two things. So I hope you guys all have a great day. And Pastor P and Ram, I said thank you for coming again. People who are on YouTube, in conversation, us taking the opinionated. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Ram, we're going to have a Saturday morning prayer. It's called Prayer with Ram. You can go on uh, uh, um, Instagram. She's there and she's also on Facebook. And don't play with Pastor P. He has a book. He doesn't want to talk about his great things he's doing. But he's an amazing, amazing man of God. You guys have a great day. See you guys later.